Regulations, the rules of the road within business, a term carrying many mixed feelings. Some say we have too many, others say we have too few. Regardless of where we stand, the reality is we must comply with the laws of our land or face penalties. On this episode, we're sitting down with Judith Wright, Assistant Clinical Professor of Business Law at Kelly, who's helping us play by the rules and protect what we've worked so hard to build. Let's get to the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella, alongside Associate Dean of Academic Programs, Phil Powell. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the podcast. We put out a weekly episode to help organizations make better business decisions. And for those of you who are sharing this with friends on social media, we want to say thank you. We are very honored you find enough value in our weekly content to pass these episodes along. And Phil, I think today's topic carries a lot of value, especially for those of us in the early stages of organizational development. However, no matter how established our companies are, there are still some great takeaways on this episode to protect not just ourselves, but our clients, our employees, and our organizations. Absolutely, Matt. We're going to take a dive into business regulations because so many times organizations are unaware they may have requirements, restrictions, or things they must be compliant with. You know, a lot of times it's just you just don't know, not that you don't want to. But you can't go to the court and plead ignorance. The failure to follow regulations can cripple a business overnight, whether you're just a solo startup or a big organization. But before we dive in, it is important to establish why regulations exist in the first place. So a lot of people think, oh, there's too much regulation and regulation is bad until something happens to you. And then people say, there ought to be a law. Right? You've heard that phrase before. So let me just give you an example of that. Uh, All businesses have to provide workers' compensation protections. So what that means is the government looks to business to provide for compensation to individuals who are hurt while they are at work. This is not new law. It's it's ancient law, actually, and has been around um, since the 1800s and earlier than that even in Europe, and we brought those ideas to the U.S. with us, of course, when we formed a country here. So since the industrial age, uh, if you get hurt at work, your employer has to provide some protection for you, has to help you recover from that. You know, without that, think about what would happen. If you went to work and you got hurt severely, theoretically, an employer could call your family, tell them to come get you, and just plug in another worker. Well, that doesn't seem like a fair way to treat workers. So I kind of liken it like this. This will make sense to you. It's like driving a car. You get behind the wheel of a car and you're expected to know all the rules of the road and comply with all the rules of the road. And if you don't, you can be pulled over and ticketed for that. So when you get behind the wheel of a business and you wanna drive that business, you're supposed to know all the rules of the business. And if you don't comply, you can be ticketed for that lack of compliance. It's important to understand that regulations exist for protection. It cannot be stated enough. Of course, they're not perfect, and according to Judith, they are usually lagging from what's actually happening in the marketplace. And as she mentioned as an example, though it can be burdensome for an organization to comply, they are meant for organizational safety. Just like monopoly regulations protect industries and keep competition alive, environmental regulations make sure our drinking water is clean, and health regulations make sure we're getting the right treatment. Depending on which side of the issue you're on, 
it's easy to say that regulations hinder your business or that there should be more regulations. But that's not the point. Regardless of our beliefs about regulations, the reality is they exist. If you're doing business, you got to comply. If you don't, you don't play business. It's like rules of the game. And so we want to make it clear our focus is helping us as leaders be proactive to sanctions and paying fines and finding these things out accidentally. If your organization is currently facing some government sanctions or fines, stick around because Judith offers some next steps for your business. So let's start with the proactive side. As organizational leaders, it's our duty to understand not only our industry, but how we are to operate legally as a business. The hard thing is, we're so consumed with growing our organization that we do not have the time to follow each law being passed into Congress and ask, does this apply to my industry? So how do we stay educated? The first way to be proactive on industry regulations is by joining a trade association. What these organizations do essentially is help educate members about running a business in that specialty area. So they provide newsletters, they have webinars, they have training programs, um, they provide market information, what's going on in your market, what are the trends, they do consumer studies, they have technology reports, uh, economic impact studies, all kinds of things that if you're willing to educate yourself, help you feel more in control of those issues. So if there's a new rule proposed, for example, uh, I saw the other day the state of California is looking at banning plastic straws. So if you're a business that has plastic straws, that's suddenly of interest to you. But the trade association can be in there early on helping influence whether the government actually bans them, if so, how the ban will take place and what kind of straws are okay and what kind are not, and, and influencing the outcome of that and helping the regulators understand the cost of making this change for, for folks who are using plastic straws. These associations typically have full-time staff members whose job is to educate organizations on the new laws and even laws being proposed that could affect the industry as a whole in the future. For us leaders, the one resource that's most scarce is time. That's our most valuable asset, the time we have during the day to get stuff done and drive business. So to have a team of individuals breaking down regulations affecting our organization is critical to remaining proactive. And you know, Judith also mentions that since many of these associations make up multiple businesses, they bring more influence to the lawmakers versus our organizations as an individual. So now that we have an education pipeline for protection, the second way our organizations can remain proactive on regulation compliance is to invest in the legal counsel sooner rather than later. That said, ignorance of the law is not a defense. And so oftentimes, uh, for example, a health code violation, if they change something and you don't know, you're going to get cited for that, for each day that you're out of compliance, potentially. It's believed that the cost of non-compliance is two to three times the cost of compliance. Meaning, if you fail to follow the rules and you get caught and you're subjected to fines, um, it's felt by experts that that's going to cost you two to three times the cost of just doing it right in the first place. And those costs come from things like um, fines, of course, for doing something you're not permitted to do. Uh, but the, just the disruption in your business, the, the damage to your reputation, because competitors do make hay with that. If there's 
you know, a newspaper story that your company got cited for health code violations, your competitors are the ones who fan that flame, right? And then just the whole cost of um, having to restructure the way you're doing business to get it on track and the legal fees in, in terms of settling that. Uh, and so I think that's an important thing to realize that ignoring the cost of regulation can be very expensive down the road when it catches up with you. The hours spent with a lawyer outside the courtroom are so much lower than having to hire one once our company is before a judge, which means a substantial cost reduction. When getting a lawyer involved early on, lean on their expertise for clarity. They're the ones to check your organization's blind spots and make sure that you've structured your company properly and the processes around it. Start to ask other business owners who they work with, or better yet, ask the trade association for legal recommendations. Should we find ourselves dealing with sanctions or under the careful watch of regulators, having a lawyer as a retainer or close to us means we're going to have someone to defend us early in the process, which can mean the difference between keeping our doors open and polishing up our resumes. So, we joined a trade association for our industry. We've met with a lawyer who's checked our blind spots as an organization. Now, it's time to create systems within our company that make sure we stay compliant to these regulations. And it will go back to the driving the car analogy. We all know there are rules to drive a car, but that doesn't keep us from getting in there, learning them, and driving the car. And it's the same in your business. Once you get a command of those rules and you know, for example, when you drive down the road every day, you don't consciously in your head say, oh, be sure to stop at the stop signs. You know, and it's an intuitive reaction on your part, once you know the regulation in your business and you become comfortable with that and you have built it into your processes and you have confidence that you're doing things right every time you do them and you have a calendar that reminds you when to do filings and that sort of thing, it becomes just part of the intuitive way you do business. It's not scary. It's just the way it is. You know, Matt, BP or British Petroleum comes to mind when I think of major violations. As we know, back in April of 2010, the Deepwater Horizon oil rig exploded in the Gulf. That accident sadly killed 11 employees and over 4.9 million barrels of oil leaked into the Gulf of Mexico. This caused major environmental problems, along with a litany of legal battles, bad press, huge fines, the Environmental Protection Agency estimates that BP has paid $4 billion, that's billion with a B, in settlements, fines, and penalties. And according to the White House Oil Spill Commission, BP could have prevented the missteps that led to the disaster by educating their workers and creating systems to comply with regulations. Matt, what happened with the Deepwater Horizon oil rig was completely avoidable. Matt, if you read further in that report, it also states that there was no procedure set on how to communicate faulty test results to experts. So even if you knew there was a problem, how do you communicate it up the command chain so that it gets fixed? So as the leaders of our organizations, this one little example, and there's many, many more out there, it's important that we take a little extra time to create systems within our organizations to protect ourselves, to address regulatory compliance. And by doing so, we can save our jobs and the organization as a whole and a lot of embarrassment and a lot of money. After we educate ourselves, get legal advice and make sure we have the right systems in place, the final takeaway to be proactive on regulations is budget for them. If we're an entrepreneur, do research to find compliance costs that affect our organizations and include it in our financial planning strategy. 
if we're established as an organization, continue leaning into the trade association for ideas so that if we have to change compliance or add systems to protect ourselves, we have the cash to do so. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce did a recent study where they ask small business owners um, for information about uh, the costs in their companies. And what they found was that on average, a small business pays just under $12,000 a year per employee to cover regulatory costs. Now, I'm guessing most most small businesses who are excited about their entrepreneurial business plan have not factored in $12,000 per employee to pay for regulation. And the same study uh, found that on average a small business spends $83,000 to comply with regulation in its first year of startup. It's not hidden, it's just one that folks overlook. And as your business grows and you get a little larger, additional federal law starts to play. For example, some federal laws apply to businesses with 15 or more employees. So when you go from 14 to 15, suddenly you're in a realm of new regulation that you may not have thought about. And the thing that's interesting for people to take into account is that oftentimes the fine is per violation. For example, um, lawn care services frequently have to deal with disposal of grass and yard waste or clippings and trimmings from trees and that sort of thing. And more than half the states on the state level regulate how that waste gets distributed or, or, or disposed of. So if the rules change on that and you think you're okay but you're not, each time you improperly dispose of that waste could be a separate fine. And let's say for sake of argument the fine is $1,000 per violation. But if you've disposed of things improperly for the last month or so without realizing it, you could have multiple thousands of dollars in fines before you even realize you're doing something wrong. Now, does the government come and catch you in the net and say, oh, you're, you've done something here? Not necessarily. Sometimes uh, they'll work with you to help you understand that. It's examples like this, Matt, that help us prepare for ever-changing regulations. Whether we're on the brink of filing for that LLC or about to celebrate our centennial anniversary, we can still become proactive to make sure our organizations continue its journey of success. Regulations will affect us in some capacity. If we educate ourselves, invite the right help, create systems of protection, and make sure we have the cash available, our organizations can enjoy life in the fast lane. And it all comes back to remembering the adage, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. All right, so let's switch sides now. Say as an organization, we find ourselves in trouble. We violated regulation, whether that's intentionally or most likely unintentionally, and now we're facing a penalty. Here is some legal advice. You don't call the regulator yourself and try to work it out. You really need legal counsel at that point. Number one, if you realize you have a problem, face it. Acknowledge it. Uh, Number two, get legal help now. And let that lawyer help you um, interface with the government uh, about how to resolve that problem. There are very few problems that can't be solved. Perhaps you can change your practices in a way that show that you um, that you have a good faith effort in going forward and they're not going to be so punishing with you. Perhaps you can negotiate a fine with, with the government. Honestly, they're there to make sure the protections are in place. They're not there to drive people out of business. But uh, if you find that you've, you've really violated the law in some way, 
a lawyer is someone you should sit down with and talk to about it. Back to the BP example. You know, BP continues to operate as an organization. It's a large oil company. Despite the fact that, yes, it faced this huge calamity back in 2010. It's still paying $4 billion out in payouts. There's been a series of setbacks that are now part of the legacy of the company. Now, hopefully, though, we're not facing major problems like BP. It's an extreme example. But the takeaway here is to endure. We need to acknowledge your violations and, more importantly, our responsibility going forward. You make the changes necessary. You pay your fines. You live up to what you owe back to society. And then you jump into proactive mode. Again, learning from our mistakes. It's like a car accident or getting a speeding ticket. When we get back in the car, we become hyper-aware or even nervous. But what's most important is the fact we get back in the car, we get back on the road, we continue our business. Our business can make it through if we lead it in the right way. So let's recap. Whether we agree with regulations or not, or whether we think there are too many or too few, does not change the fact that as an organization, we are obligated to abide by these laws. Embracing this truth helps us become proactive, keeping our organizations protected from fines. The first way we can be proactive on regulations is by joining a trade association. Not only do they provide the proper education, they voice our concerns to lawmakers with authority. Next, invest into legal counsel. They will ensure we have the right structure within our business to comply with regulations. Plus, if we find ourselves in violation, our legal experts already understand the inner workings of our organization, potentially saving us thousands in legal fees later on. Then, we need to create systems that ensure and protect our compliance. Whether it's calendar reminders, checkups, educational courses, or audits, create systems that keep our company safe. Finally, complying with regulations costs money. If we work these costs into our startup plan or budgeting protocols, when we do have to pay, we're not scrambling to find cash. And if we find ourselves facing regulatory penalties, it's very important to acknowledge the problem then get legal help as soon as possible. It's highly discouraged to work with regulators alone. This could mean the difference between massive payouts or ultimately having our business shut down. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, head over to your favorite podcasting app. While you're there, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you can receive the latest episode each week. Thanks for spending time with us on the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella, alongside Phil Powell, where we work to help organizations make better business decisions.